A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete, stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on? My name is Leigh Farnerson, joined by my co-host, my brother Anders. What's going on, man? <laughs> you said that's so weird. What's going on? You got to like twang to it. <laughs> no, I'm doing really well. Uh, beautiful weather, dude. It's It's been incredible here lately. But um, yeah. I've just been sneezing like crazy with all the weather changes. Dude, yesterday you were like a machine. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I literally sneezed probably... 40, 50 times yesterday. Yeah, that looked painful. Yeah. <laughs> but I am joining the early weather. Do you remember as a kid weather. when I used to get allergies like crazy and I would have to like lay in bed with a, a warm cloth over my eyes and everything? Do you I remember do, that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Now I don't have allergies. It's pretty bad. Which and is I've, weird. I've gotten them. <laughs> We've reversed. Yeah. <laughs> we I never, places. I never used to get allergies. So, yeah. But Whatever. Anyway, that's something that comes with the seasons, but uh, there's so much more good that comes from spring than bad. And uh, well, especially now that you don't have allergies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's um, it's really cool because we're well, uh, I'm getting outside to do a lot more of the triathlon train, which is super nice. I've been running in the mornings. Great way to start the day. Um, and yeah, we need to do more on. of our bike sessions outside. No. Well, the, the the thing is, uh, with that, it it's really easy to be consistent yeah, on the and trainer. It's so much easier to track and you don't have to worry about weather right. or a pop tire. And, and the cool like thing that. that I've I found this new feature that my uh BJ, my coach, told me about. Um on Zwift, you can actually create workouts, which is so incredibly cool. So you can set limits and it will just tell you, oh, you need to pedal faster or you need to bring the intensity up more instead of you constantly thinking, oh, I need a shift, change the intensity and so forth. It automatically changes everything for you. So it's just like all I have to do is just like a zombie on the on the uh, the uh, bike and just put in the work. So um, it just makes training that much more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> zombie, that that's, that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> zombie bike workouts yeah <laughs> well cool so yeah um loving the the uh warmer weather and uh gonna get out more and more to do hope you guys are as well i mean geez this is we need to uh we all need this after the last year <laughs> yeah yeah i said uh sorry to everyone in australia and uh people in the southern hemisphere who are heading into winter <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry for you guys <laughs> well we're happy for us <laughs> yeah it'll be good with spring but uh today we are talking about how to guarantee vegan fitness results now this is a catchy title obviously and i firmly believe that the things that we're talking about today are going to guarantee results 
at the end of the day, you do have to put in the work. There are no hacks or secrets or magic anything that we're going to be talking about at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it is just putting in the work and uh, and getting it done. But there are four main pillars to guarantee vegan fitness results, and that's what we're going to be discussing in this episode. <clears throat> so, pillar number one is to establish clear goals. So there are four main components of creating a killer goal that we recommend and follow. And this is really where we suggest that everyone starts in their fitness journey, getting really clear on what exactly you want to accomplish, really nailing that down, and then breaking it up into all the little pieces that you're going to be focusing on and and transferring those into habits that you can follow on a regular basis. So that's pillar number one. We talk about goal setting a lot, but that's because it is super, super important. That is really the first part of guaranteeing results is knowing what kind of results you actually want to have. So there are four main components of creating a killer goal. The first is making your goals ambitious yet achievable. So we really don't want you to shy away from pursuing big goals. If you're just getting started in your fitness journey and you haven't really built up the confidence that you can accomplish your goals or you're not really sure if you can actually do it and you kind of have to build up that confidence over time, then maybe you don't want to go too ambitious with your goals and you can just kind of break it up into smaller pieces and hit like a, a one month goal and then build upon that. But generally speaking, it's important to make your goals ambitious because it um, it's going to be much more motivating than establishing like little baby goals. Uh, plus, I'd rather come up short on a really huge ambitious goal than to check off like a tiny little baby goal that uh, that I accomplish in the next few weeks. So not taking anything away from smaller goals if you need to break it up into smaller pieces, but creating those kind of huge ambitious goals. You need a, you need a vision to move forward to have yeah. Smaller that's basically goals. what it is. Yeah. It's kind of like a fitness vision, uh, and what you want your your body and life to look like. So, uh, at the same time, you want to be reasonable. Uh, you want to make sure that your goals are actually achievable. So, for example, you're not going to gain ten pounds of muscle in the next month. You're not going to lose fifty pounds in the next month. So, we have to be reasonable about what our targets look like. But it is reasonable to lose 20 plus pounds in the, in the next three months. It is reasonable to gain 10 pounds of muscle in the next six months, depending on your training uh, or your level of training and, and level of musculature. But it's important that you really focus on what is actually achievable versus what is just crazy ambitious and not achievable. So it's important to strike a balance between those things. Like basically push yourself to your limits in terms of what's possible and really chase that by uh, focusing on the habits that are required to accomplish those. The second part of creating killer goals is to make your goals specific. We've talked about this many times, but we like revisiting these topics many times because they're so incredibly important. So goals like I want to get healthy, I want to lose weight, I want to put on some muscle, they're all way too general. So if we shift from a goal that's phrased like I want to lose weight and we shift that to something that says I will shred 25 pounds of body fat in the next 90 days to radically transform my health and confidence, far more powerful. Those are basically the two kind of those are two 
similar goals. They both have the same overall objective, which is to lose weight, but the second one is far more powerful. So the more powerful powerful our goals are, the more they kind of um, excite us and the more kind of like ambitious and um, it makes it seem real. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, uh, it, it's more motivating. Yeah. So it's really important to get specific. Um, along those lines, it's also important to make your goals measurable. That's the third component of a killer goal is making your goals measurable. So you need to be able to track your progress to know, Hey, I'm starting, I'm starting here right now today. And my goal um, is probably going to take the next year. So I need to be able to track my progress from now until then. So I don't get to the end of the year and I'm like, okay, I guess I need to like figure out if I've accomplished my goal. No, you're going to know through the entire journey, through the entire next year, where you are relative to your end, end goal. So making your goals measurable means adding a number. So specific to fitness, these kind of measurable components to goals could be tracking your body weight, tracking your body fat percentage, tracking your lifting numbers, like seeing how your squat, bench press, deadlift, any exercise like that, uh, uh, kind of goes over time and, and what, uh, where the, how, how much weight you're adding to those particular exercises. It could be tracking the number of times you get to the gym each week. It could be like a consistency based goal. And you just know that if you string together all these weeks of consistency, then eventually you're going to get to the point where it becomes a habit. It becomes part of your identity. And then that could be, um, achieving the goal that you want to, to have relative to fitness. So there's really so many different numbers that you can use in tracking your progress, but it's really, really important to make your goals measurable. So you know exactly where you are relative to your end goal. It's also important to give yourself a deadline. That is the fourth component of a killer goal. And that's because really any task or goal is going to take as much time as you allow for it to take. So um, when I was in school, like I was very much a procrastinator. I did things like last minute and I somehow think, I did well. I think well, most but, of us are. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think many people at heart are kind of procrastinators. So if your professor gives you three months to finish a term paper, um, I was a guy who started like two months and like three weeks into, <laughs> no. into the, uh, into the semester. And that's, um, like that wasn't really helpful to me in, in any way. But, uh, the reason I did that is because I had a clear deadline. So I did kind of get my butt in gear a week out and I'm like, okay, I really need to focus now. But if that same paper had been assigned a week, uh, from the beginning of the semester, I would have gotten it done in the same fashion. Uh, so I think it's important to give yourself a deadline because any goal, any task is going to basically expand into the container of time that you give it. So um, I think we've all had the experience of uh, kind of setting a goal for something that would realistically take you probably three hours of work to achieve, but it ends up taking three weeks or three months or whatever, because you just allow for things to get pushed off. There's no real um, incentive to get it done faster. So a deadline is really the ultimate form of inspiration. And you're always going to be working best under some kind of self-determined or externally fixed deadline for achieving your goals. 
So those are the four components of establishing uh, clear goals and establishing clear goals is the, is the uh, first pillar of, of guaranteeing vegan fitness results. So that's goal setting, super important. Pillar number two is establishing the identity of a healthy and fit person. So we're really big into the goal setting process, but also habit formation and identity. So to kind of demonstrate the power of identity, I want to, I would like you to consider the following excerpt from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is an absolutely phenomenal book. If you have not read it, I highly, highly recommend it. <clears throat> but in that book, James Clear writes, imagine two people resisting a cigarette. When offered a smoke, the first person says, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. It sounds like a reasonable response, but this person still believes that they are a smoker who is trying to be someone else. They're hoping their behavior will change while carrying around the same beliefs. The second person declines by saying, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. It's a small difference, but this statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. So identity is really powerful. Whether we're talking about having the identity of someone without a particular habit that is kind of detrimental to your health and fitness, or the identity of someone with a particular habit that is beneficial to your goals and your health. So and kind of formulating your identity, we want to focus on those kind of positive habits, the positive examples of, of health and fitness that you really want to embody and um, not have the identity of the unhealthy habits that you may have had in the past that you no longer want to have. So in establishing a clear identity, there are really two main steps that are pretty straightforward. Basically, step one is to decide who you want to be. So you must establish a really clear crystal picture of who you want to become. And then at that point, you want to break down all of your limiting beliefs and negative habits that are not serving you and the person you wish to become. This process will allow you to make room for your new beliefs and habits that will reinforce your new identity. Uh, identity is something that we've talked about a lot, uh, on the podcast before. I think we even have an episode, uh, specific to just identity, but going through that process, um, in the first step is really figuring out what identity you actually want to have. And then step two is to take action towards that identity and earn credibility with yourself. So it's one thing to say, hey, this is the kind of person that I want to be. This is the identity that I want to have specific to health and fitness or kind of across all areas of my life. This is the identity that I really want to embody. And then step two is actually taking action on the identity, continuing to do the habits and earning credibility with yourself because you need to prove to yourself that you can be, that you are your new identity. And yeah. this is absolutely vital because you can fake a false identity to other people, but you can never fake an identity to yourself. You can't say, oh, I'm this thing and then actually believe it by just saying it. So as you work to create your new identity, you're you will earn credibility with yourself and create positive momentum that further reinforces that new identity. So that is kind of the second pillar of guaranteeing fitness results. The, the, beauty, of, the beauty of that is when you um, really 
identify what that identity is, it makes the whole journey that much more smooth and enjoyable. Because a lot of people, I feel like, um, focus on, oh, I'm going to feel, I'm going to be this person once I get to here. And it, they constantly think about uh, that end of the road versus where they are with the work that they're putting in in this moment. Um, and that's what provides a lot of resistance, a lot of challenging during that whole process. Uh, so once the, the sooner that you identify your new identity, um, the more enjoyable the, the journey is going to be. And ultimately, the faster you're going to get to where you ultimately do want to go. Um, so it's like a magnet. It's yeah, going to pull totally. you towards totally. your goals, but you have to first define that or else you don't really have a clear picture of who you ultimately want to become. So that's why it's, it's really it important. pulls you out of all the gook, you know? <laughs> um, I've been there so many different times in my life. Um, and it's uh, when, when you really embody it, it's extremely powerful. Um, and it, there, you kind of get uh, this uh, narrow vision on that angle and just want to keep moving forward. So it's very powerful. I know, I think a lot of people just like overstep this um, and over don't even think about it. Um, and it's just crucial for you to establish this for you to be successful in the long term. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So identity is super important. And that's really kind of the second part of guaranteeing vegan fitness results. All right. The third pillar is to commit to consistency. This is something that we talked about a lot in a recent episode when we were talking about our clients and kind of their main wins that they got, that they have been learning kind of through the program and um, and uh, kind of working with us in our coaching program. So committing to consistency is absolutely vital. And that kind of comes back to what we were just talking about in the uh, taking action, earning credibility with yourself on the path to achieving your ultimate identity. So it's just the it's just a matter of committing to those habits that you're going to be doing every single day. Those uh, those standards that you hold yourself to in your health and fitness journey. So committing to consistency is important because consistency beats perfection every single day of every single week, of every single year. And it's absolutely vital that you focus on consistency and not perfection because lots of people um, kind of beat themselves up when they get off track a little bit. That's not helpful. That's actually really detrimental to your goals. So it's important the to think that you need to understand is no one's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no uh, way it's going to happen. <laughs> right. So when we're talking about consistency, I would say 80% plus consistency is good. I think 90% plus consistency is great. I personally think that about 95% consistency is ideal when it comes to your nutrition and training, but every person is different. If you are just getting started and you've struggled to really stay motivated or on track or whatever with your goals in the past, then maybe starting with a kind of a, a lower lower bar, not being yourself up if you get off track. I think that's helpful. Also making sure that that the habits are digestible. Like I wouldn't go from uh, saying, hey, in the past, like my identity has not really been that of a healthy and fit person. It's not the identity that I want to have. This is my new identity. I go to the gym 10 times a week. I eat uh, my macros perfectly every single day, no cheat meals ever. And I get 20K steps every single day. Like you can, that there's a point where you just, uh, you've set too many habits that 
individually it's like are really positive, <laughs> but you've just, um, you kind of set yourself up for failure because you're going to, um, I guess we see it's, this it's a lot. It's just not sustainable. People. Yeah, it's not sustainable. So, um, setting something that you can be really consistent with is important. You can always add more stuff later. You can always build on those habits over time, but I would start if you have not consistently worked out for the past year plus, and you're just trying to get back into it, or you're getting into it for the first time, I would say, Hey, just, uh, let's say I'm going to the gym or if you're, if you don't have access to a gym or you want to just work out at home, I'm going to just get my, I'm going to get exercise done 30 minutes a day, three times a week. And that's the start point. And you just do that. You prove to yourself, Hey, I can do this for three weeks. You get three weeks down the road. You're like, I did it every single time. Awesome. I feel great. Now let's add a fourth day or let's bump that from 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So that's you, the you kind of, you can't go zero to a hundred uh, yeah. when it comes to fitness goals. <laughs> I, that's the, that's a very short way of just saying what we said in the last three minutes. <laughs> right. So yeah. Well, don't, you gotta, you gotta always summarize the things that you explain, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. So yeah, consistency is important. I personally like to hang out around 95% consistency. That means 5% of the time, I'm not eating the food that really uh, contributes to my health and fitness. I'm not eating, uh, I'm not uh, participating in the activities that I'm supposed to be doing in regards to my goals and what do I want to what do I, what I want to accomplish? So this gives you some freedom to kind of get off track and then not beat yourself up about it. So that 5% of time, 10% of time, whatever that is for you, you get off track a little bit. It's like, okay, like I, I enjoyed that vegan donut or whatever you had. Uh, we're going to get back on track now. And that's yeah. great. And as, you just as long focus as you on the, moving forward. As long as you have the mentality of always like progressing and getting, becoming more consistent you're going to get to where you want to be eventually. So it's just like um, for like we we built up to like 95%, right? For as far as consistency goes. But like for some people, it might just be adding 10 more percent, you know? And then the next week you add 10 more, you know? It, it's just something that you want to slowly build upon. So you get to a point where it's just habit and you're, you're going nonstop. Yeah, that's a good point. When I first got started, I was probably hanging out around like 50, 60% oh, consistency. Totally. Yeah. And that's like, okay, next year I'm 65%. And, and it, 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 it builds upon up. the more that you see of what your, your, your potential is and, yeah. um, and the, the feelings and emotions that you create along the journey. So yeah. it's like, but as I, as I said, I think the better way of doing this is to just lower the number of things that you're going to do and then keep the consistency up. Oh, totally. So as I, yeah. so when I first got started, I was like, okay, I'm going to do all of this two plus hour workouts five, six times a week. And I would go into the gym. I'd feel really uncomfortable. I'd feel kind of weak and I didn't want to go and I skipped the gym and stuff. So I set the bar too high and then my consistency kind of suffered. I think the better approach is maybe setting the bar a little bit lower if you're just getting started or trying to kind of build up that uh, those habits and then build those habits up over time, but keep yeah. the consistency high through the entire process. And a really so, good indicator of, well, am I, am I at that point where I'm uh, invested too much or too little is like, if you're not enjoying looking forward to going to work out, you're 
past where you should be. <laughs> you should enjoy the process. You should have fun. You should be able to push yourself, but you shouldn't be loathing the, the like having to do all this exercise and so forth. So yeah. if you're in that would, point, you know, you need to take it back a little bit. Yeah. I would actually disagree with that because um, for me personally, and I think this is more of a personal thing. So I don't know that we can make like a general statement for everyone. We don't disagree on many things, but I'm going <laughs> to disagree on this because for me personally, I, there are many workouts that I don't want to go do. And then I, and I've said it before on this podcast, like I think it's literally a majority of my workouts I don't want to go do. That doesn't mean that I don't want to have the results or I'm not going to enjoy it once I get there and get warmed up and get into it. <clears throat> but I wake up and I'm like, yeah, don't really want to go to the gym or don't well, really want to go I, swim. I, let me, let me explain because there, there's a difference of what you're saying versus what I'm saying. So it's essentially when it comes down to what I'm saying is you should enjoy the process is like, of course there's going to be days where you're like, oh yeah, I don't really want to do this. Um, but it's, it's not matter of fact, like I'm looking more in terms of like energy levels, recovery and so forth. It's like, if Oh, if if okay. you feel like you're burning yourself out, but you're still trying to push yourself and get into it and be consistent with those workouts, like you're you're invested too much, and that's going to lead you to failure. Okay, that's I, what I'm getting at. I th I thought you were saying if you're not looking forward to going to the gym, then you're probably doing too much. But you're saying if your body's not ready to go back to a yeah, I workout. should have clarified that. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. Okay, then, then over. <laughs> then we agree. <laughs> I will agree with that. Yeah, of course there's going to be days that you don't really want to go to the gym. There are many um, days. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> but I get into my head a lot. And that's why the 10-minute commitment is so powerful for me. Like I'm 11 years into my fitness journey now and I still do that where I'm like, okay, just go to the gym for 10 minutes. We're going to get into our workout and then I'd say 8 times out of 10 I get into it and I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So the majority of time I do enjoy my workouts, but it's not, uh, it's not the majority of time where I look forward to beginning my workout. <laughs> right. So I think those are very different things. Okay. So, um, where were we? <laughs> we were talking well, we're, about, we're, we're rambling. Yeah. We were talking it about consistency. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think, so I was, the reason I bring up like the percentages and talking about this in details, because I was talking with, uh, one of our clients, Leah, or actually one of Laura's clients, Leah on our goal setting clinic this past weekend. And she, she was talking about how she caved and had a, a vegan donut and a latte. And she said that she was listening to one of our podcasts where we said, hey, like, give yourself some grace. You don't need to be perfect. And that was actually what uh, pushed her to just do that yeah. and to to kind of get off her nutrition plan. And I and I was like, OK, awesome. Like, did you enjoy it? And she was like, yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, how would you not? Yeah. And I was like, OK, great. And I said, did you get up back on track the next day? And she's like, yep. I said, that's perfect. And yeah. I think that's really what, I think that's really a huge win. And that's where you want to get to. Because if you, if you like quote unquote cave and you have that little treat or whatever it is, and then you beat yourself up on it about it, and then you just totally derail yourself and then spiral out of control and just yeah. keep doing that kind of behavior and and just keep beating yourself up like that's not helpful at all but if you can give yourself some grace give yourself a little bit of flexibility there and 
um, allow yourself to to have those kind of things when you're feeling it. That's that's actually really really constructive to long term sustainable results yeah. because then you're not getting into the mentality of okay, well if I get off track once, then I totally destroyed my next week, month, whatever, and I I don't even deserve to like folk to achieve my goals or yeah. something like that, or it's not even possible for me to stick with this over the long term. This this is why focusing on perfection is not sustainable and is not doable. Yeah. You have to have enjoyment. So know? there was an interesting concept that we were talking about that I was talking about with Leah uh, after we were discussing kind of um, this uh, th- these treats that she had and how she felt. And she's like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. But uh, she was first not going to do it because she listens to us say all the time, like, Hey, it's really important that you focus on your goals. It's really important (laughs) that you like crush your goals. And we do have this kind of like intensity slash motivation side. And I, I think that part is important. Like you do need to, I could just imagine like (laughs) us being on her shoulders, just like talking to her ears, (laughs) like the the angel angel and demon, (laughs) angel and devil, devil, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, uh, yeah. And I, I don't think, I, I know you're being funny. I don't think that's really a helpful way of looking at it, but it's um it is it is important to have kind of both sides of that. And I guess at the end of the day, it just that, comes that's down what to balance. Is about, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So you need yeah. you need that kind of intensity. You need the drive to like accomplish your goals and you need to be serious about that process. But at the same time, you need to understand that a hundred percent consistency is actually not the best number. And I first said that to her and I was like, wow, that's actually really profound. (laughs) And I haven't ever really thought about that in detail. I have talked about, hey, it's good to be like 90 plus percent consistent. But then I, in talking with her, I realized, you know what? It actually, I think it's beneficial up to a point. But once you cross 95% consistency, at least for me, once you go to 97, 98, 100% consistency, I'm not sure that that's actually beneficial long term. I mean, that's where restriction starts to come in, right? <clears throat> well, that's exactly why. Yeah. Because then you feel held back and like you're kind of stuck. I feel like for me, I don't really even have cravings, but I feel like there would be a lot of pent up desire there in terms of like, hey, I really am missing this particular food, or hey, I really am just. Uh, sick of doing these workouts every single day and never taking an unscheduled rest day when I feel like I need it. I feel like that's at some point you have a breaking point and it's just like everything just crumbles down and you, you like severely, um, that's a really cool way to look. There is like, everyone has a different, at, or at different points for breaking, like where their breaking point is. And uh, I really, I don't know. I just kind of connect everything. And that, that's why you start at a certain consistency level and then you just kind of like build it up over time. And that breaking point gets further and further down the road. Yeah, I think that's true as well. But once you, even once you reach like a very high level when it comes to being consistent with nutrition and fitness, I think, oh, there, I think a, I, there will always be a breaking point. Yeah, I think, it, I think it a, will never be eliminated. Yeah. So it was just really interesting yeah. talking with her and, and, saying out loud and then realizing what I said, a hundred percent consistency is not ideal. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's, 
Um, and then I was trying to think about like, hey, is that actually true? And then I was like, yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. Um, maybe that's different for a guy like David Goggins. <laughs> but short of David Goggins, if you are a mere mortal, I think 100% consistency. <laughs> yeah, he's is, not a mortal. <laughs> yeah, he would totally disagree with this whole episode. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'd, I would. I wouldn't even want to hear what he would say about this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think a hundred percent consistency is for 99.9% of people, not ideal. Now don't take that as an excuse to hang out around like 40% consistency, but let's be realistic about what's actually possible. So this is a very long winded well, that's, <laughs> kind of overview. I mean, of that's this. why all these uh, different points build up together because it's like once you build up consistency you're you're and you have these certain goals there's no way that you can stay at 40 percent consistency to yeah, get that's these true. goals right you know so that's why these are all compounding together yeah so um all right mind well, blown I, yeah <laughs> i hope that this made sense it totally makes sense to everyone who's listening but we're going yeah. to continue this let's yeah, keep going we are going to continue <laughs> it's yeah it, it was a pretty profound realization for me yeah and I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew it, but then saying it out loud to Leah and realizing, wow, that's, um, that's actually really profound. Yeah. <laughs> um, every once in a while, every once in a, a year or whatever, I say something that is kind of profound. Um, all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's talk about how to ensure consistency. Um, this is pretty straightforward, but it's important to just touch on. So how do you really ensure consistency? Basically what we want to do is make it really easy to say yes to your habits. That's the whole point of the making, making consistency straightforward and easy. So the two main things that I think drastically improve consistency are one, meal prepping. So making all of your meals once or twice per week, making them for kind of the entire, for the next couple of days or the next week. It makes all of your food decisions easier. It totally takes the thought out of it and you know exactly what you're going to eat. You don't get to lunchtime and you go to your fridge and you're like, I'm ravenously hungry. I'm going to eat whatever junk I have in my fridge. Uh, you shouldn't and, yeah, have junk Anyone that fridge, says, but, yeah, I'll figure out once it comes that time. Yeah, you're probably not consistent. <laughs> this is especially true if you're if you're focusing on fat loss right. because there are often times where where you're going to feel a little hungry. You shouldn't feel super hungry. So if you are feeling super hungry, you probably should be doing a little bit more research or finding somebody who can help you out there. But um, it's especially when you're like a little hungry, you're like, hey, I really could use some food right now, and you're not going to like get out all the healthy food, weigh it out, like put a nice meal together. <laughs> You're just going to be like, I'm hungry. Give well, me Well, the issue whatever. like for me is I, I will take out the things that I want that are the healthier choices, but I'll snack and I'll just be like, oh, just one bite right now. Yeah. Like, I don't need to try that. And that's totally cool. Yeah, you're I'll chew out this- on this while I'm making this. And then right. like, I eventually have like twice the amount of food. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, you're taking out the the <laughs> ingredients to like make a nice healthy taco salad or something, and it's like you're munching on chips and guac as you're making it, <laughs> right. and then you finally finish making the food, and you're like, "I'm not hungry." <laughs> right. Like, well, okay, yeah, totally. Just that's totally you. <laughs> it is totally me. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's why we got an extra five percent <laughs> in in uh kind of room for the consistency stuff. All right. 
that is that is the first part of ensuring consistency, or that's one of the top tips I have for ensuring consistency is prepping all of your food ahead of time. It, it really takes all the thought process out of it. It makes decisions easier. It makes it easier to stick to your goals. That's what's important. The second thing to ensure consistency that I would really recommend is set a training schedule and block workouts off on your calendar. So if you have kids, the kids are not uh, around and bugging you during this set time. So figure out how to make that happen. Or if you are have a, a serious work schedule, then you figure out when you're going to be able to fit in an hour or whatever it is to hit your workout and get that done. That is one of the main things you should be prioritizing in your day. If you have serious health and fitness goals, these should be the priorities. You should block these parts out on your calendar and you should not compromise when other things come up. It's like these times are just not available on your calendar whatsoever for anything. Um, so that's a really, those are my top two tips for ensuring consistency. All right. Well, I'm, so I would, I would lump those two together, uh, in the terms of structure, right? I think meal prep and, and then also like scheduling is structure. Um, and what I would say as the second is accountability, 100%. I think structure and accountability is the the formula for consistency. Yeah. 100%. Well, you're totally stealing pillar number four, which, <laughs> I, which I'm about to get to. So pillar number four of... Um, I'm always at one step ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I guess you are. So pillar number four for guaranteeing vegan fitness results is to get accountability. So there are lots of ways that you can cultivate accountability in your health and fitness journey, but accountability is absolutely vital. If you are the only person that you are holding yourself accountable to, you're going to let yourself off the hook more than you should. So... Um, and again, if anyone says no to that, you're lying. So <laughs> yeah, that's just human behavior. Except, <laughs> except people who aren't mortal, like David Goggins. <laughs> yes. um, um, so yeah, it's really important that you, that you get some form of accountability. So you can coordinate training sessions with a workout partner. You can call somebody who's not going to give you a pass and you can tell them, Hey man, I'm going to the gym right now. So follow up with me in an hour and make sure that I'm getting my workout done or something like that. So just the more ways that you can put yourself out there and just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And you just say that to people who are going to hold you accountable. That's a great way of doing it. So you could even post online and you can say, you can post a picture of your gym bag and be like, I'm handing you the gym. Uh, I'll let you know how the workout went in the comments. Yeah. Um, in in an hour and a half or something like that's the kind of stuff that you can do that's really powerful because you put yourself out there and all of your friends and family members are are seeing this and then if you don't go back and comment people are gonna know that yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have people who who notice that so that's a really uh easy way of maintaining accountability and it does put yourself out there but you do have to put yourself out there get a little bit uncomfortable to earn the right to accomplished goals that uh and that the, really matter to and you. the only uncomfortable feeling there is just the the fear of not following through so it just makes you have to follow through yeah but then the feeling of posting back in the comments after your workout and being like i crushed it i feel really good yeah that is going to be such an intense feeling of pride and accomplishment it's going to really it's going to crush all those fears that you have and over time you're going to prove to yourself that this is your new identity 
So all of these and parts establishes the consistency. Yeah, all of these all parts of them. <laughs> uh, work together, and and they're really powerful when combined. So another way is you can get a trainer or coach to hold you accountable. That's a really good way of having someone in your corner 24 seven. Um, we've always had coaches and trainers because that's, we want people to hold us accountable and, and always be there when we have questions along the way. So these are all forms of accountability that you can have always that you can generate accountability in your health and fitness journey. And when you combine all four of these pillars, you're going to guarantee vegan fitness results. So hope that you found a lot of value in this episode. Do you have anything else? No, go crush it. That's what I'll say. (laughs) All right, cool. So that's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you found value in this episode, please take a minute right now to tell one other person about this podcast. As you know, we're on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives because we firmly believe that the more healthy fit vegans there are in the world, the faster veganism will spread. So please help the animals, the planet, and other people by sharing this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.